0: Welcome to the Self-Care Project Podcast, where we talk about all things health and wellness.
1: As coaches, moms, and athletes, we share what has worked for us and our clients, as well as our struggles.
0: We are passionate about being real as women, moms, and professionals, and
1: helping others
0: live healthy lives through sustainable habits.
1: Our mission is to help more people see self-care is not selfish.
0: All right. Hey, you guys, I am Stacy, and I'm here with my co-host Casey. We are the self-care project podcast. And today we are talking about ways to relieve stress. Um, Casey and I, before we hit record, we're totally just talking about um, some of the things that we have on our list. So we thought instead of spending our time talking about it here that we would pull you guys in on this. Um, You know, the thing that prompted me, I think, And Casey, you'll have to tell me, you know, your experience with this, but I think the thing that really prompted me to talk about this specific topic today was because I think back about my, my mom and that generation, right. Of the, the children of the baby boomers, right.
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: about how watching my mom as I grew up, she never had anything that she did for herself to, to relieve her stress. There never was anything. She didn't, she didn't read. She didn't, um, she didn't exercise. She, you know, had friends that she did stuff with sometimes, but I feel like she was caught in this, this weird, downward spiral of I work, I take care of the kids, I work, I take care of the kids. And there was, there was no time left for her. And I think that, you know, as some of us are, you know, we end up in this weird sandwich generation being what I do as a 1980s baby, (laughs) but, Mm -hmm. um, but self-care is huge. And I think that a lot of people are getting away from this hustle culture while I, uh, you know, do think that it's great for somebody to want to have a lot of ambition and where you go from there? I feel like you have to have, you have to find a way to have a balance. And we're going to talk about some ways to kind of balance that out today.
1: Yeah, I think that's all very true. You know, I hadn't really thought about And you know, when I, the household I grew up in, my parents forced, I was very young. So my mom literally just worked all the time. It was like, she worked all the time or she was at whatever athletic event that I had, or my sister had, or whatever the situation was. Um, but it wasn't any, I mean, aside maybe from like late night watching some TV, there really wasn't time for anything else. Um, she had to work and support two kids. So I think that we, I think you're right. I feel like the more that I talk to people that people are, I think kind of turning away from this hustle culture, not that people are getting lazy or they're less uh, ambitious. I think that we're just moving in this direction where we are valuing a better balance. And I think we are, um, at a place now where we're starting to learn that we don't success is not judged by how ragged we can run ourselves.
0: Right. And I think, um, I think that that's something that people don't understand is you, you don't get an award for being the most stressed out mom.
1: <laughs> no. you, you
0: know, it, it's a matter of fact, you- you know, it's, it's, um, there was a lot of pretending we got it all together a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I feel like that's, that's something that people need to understand is this over, this idea of being overworked and under cared for as an individual, as an adult. It's like, well uh, being an adult just shouldn't automatically mean that your life is over and everything should suck um you really should (laughs) you really should just find time to do things for yourself and um and you know that doesn't have to we've talked a lot about you know the cost of self-care and things like that it doesn't have to mean that you're spending your time getting manicures and massages all the time it really can mean that you take time out for yourself to go for a walk which is free that you take time to Read a book, which can be free, um, that you have time to care for a pet or spend time doing things like that. That you um, spend some time with your significant other, that kind of thing. Uh, so I ha- we had lots of different things that we thought were great, but some things that were kind of specific to you know the where we work at in the industry that we work in um, with health and fitness. And so I wanted to kind of highlight some of those things and we can talk about those. But the one thing that we were talking about, so I, it was the last thing on my list, um, but it should be the first. And what you and I, Casey, were talking about when right before we hit record was cleaning up your space. And especially as a female with ADHD, an adult female ADHD person, um, cleaning up your space is huge and it really does just kind of feel like I always just think of like spring cleaning and how good mm-hmm. it feels when you can, when you can just get your space reset. And, or like how at Christmas, I always cleaned out the girls' closets to get ready for, you know, their toys and closets and everything to get ready for, you know, Christmas and getting new things. And I always just love that reset feeling. Like I just pushed the reset button.
1: Yeah, so that's pretty much kind of what I've been living in the last, going on my second week. Um, (laughs) Last Monday, I decided that I'd been kind of like getting rid of the furniture and stuff that we have in this front room. It's like kind of like an office slash school room, but it really was like a desk that was piled full of crap. And then a bunch of different shelves that stored all of our stuff. And it was not, it was like not a space that you walk into. And I'm like, huh, I could sit down in this space and work. So I up and decided that I was going to redo the whole room. And I took myself to Ikea and I spent all day last Monday building furniture. And um, it was not the best day, but I got it (laughs) done. Like I told myself like, you're going to Ikea. You are not going to bed without these being done. Like I told myself that at 10 30 that morning, like this has to be done. You do not carry this project over into the next day, but let me just tell you guys, like it has snowballed into like, I don't even know what's happening right now. Like (laughs) I've completely changed out stuff in Spencer's room. I've gotten rid of toy bins and so many toys. I've got stuff boxed up. Um, we're looking at, I'm like, I'm looking at Riley's room next. Cause like, I'm realizing that all of these spaces are making me crazy. And when you do have ADHD, you can't, you, re, no matter how much you think that you can function in chaos, you really just can't. And this is something my oldest also was diagnosed with ADHD. And she, she very much so has more of like my form of ADHD. Like Spencer is like this tornado, Um, but she, her room is constantly just disorganized and cluttered. And I'm, I keep trying to help her understand that like, you need a clean space. If you're going to do schoolwork in here, you have to keep this space clean because otherwise your brain is so distracted by everything else that it sees and everything going on. And that like, kind of like anxiety that you feel when you walk in and you see a space and all you want is for it to be clean and tidy, Mm -hmm. but you can't get over the overwhelming feeling of how messy it is that like it's, you it's struggle that overstimulated yeah, yeah like and you struggles getting started and so like I've turned into like we're getting rid of everything I don't care we're getting rid of all of it and William's pretty much like so I'm gonna come home to a new house and I'm like pretty much and then yep. six months later after you get home we're gonna be moving but it's fine we're not talking yep. about that no big deal no big deal <laughs> really um fine.
0: Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is like, you do get that, that overstimulation from just having so much stuff in your space. Meanwhile, while I'm sitting here with my mermaid float behind me.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> because you live in a tiny space now. <laughs> listen,
0: yes. I live in a tiny home. Um, but we were just talking about like, I wish that I had a week or two weeks because, you know, like things are just happening in the middle of a huge transition time for me. And, you know, not everything happened the way on the timeline that it was supposed to happen in hello, if you are working with the military at all, you know, um, that, that, you know, when we, when we go to move, nothing ever arrives when it's supposed to. Um, so I literally still have boxes and, um, in a storage unit. So I'm just pulling them out little by little. I literally told my friends on Saturday I was like, at this point, I am planning my outfits around what I can wear without underwear because I don't have any time to do laundry. And it's not because I was like, I should just go to the store and buy new underwear, but I know I'm more bag of underwear in the storage unit I just haven't gotten to it yet <laughs> because life is just literally taken over um I, but you know taking time that that is as much self-care and is as much a stress reliever is really being able to purge your space and organize and things like that and uh, you know it's I I am a I like to um find a way to distract myself when I do things like that so it was like, find the extra little dopamine push. So I will find my favorite show on Netflix or an audiobook or something like that, throw it on and just go to town on something, whether it be like making sure that my laundry is put away or going through stuff. Um, but you know, it's, it's hard to get rid of stuff.
1: Sometimes it is, it's hard. Yeah. You, I mean, I feel like, especially like when you're like us and you've been different places and you collect things along the way and all of these things in different countries you are like you struggle with getting rid of stuff and you know like and and like with kids I feel like you just you think well maybe or whatever and I mean I literally was I'm like the Spencer had toys that I that he got for his birthday right before he moved and I'm like we haven't gotten them out like they were all just basically new and I'm to the point now that I'm like I don't even want to like try to sell them. Like, I just want them out of the house. Like, I'm just going to like set them out front and be like free to whoever will come and yeah, take it off of my just front porch. Take it. I, like,
0: and I, yeah, the, the sense of relief you get when you let go of the attachment that you have to some of those things, the sense of relief that you have just from like feeling that, you know, how, how non-busy the space is, is just, yeah. Yeah, it's, it is really amazing. Um, So we obviously could do a whole entire episode on this. (laughs) So, like, do we take it and go to part two? Let's talk about. All right. So the other thing. um, So let's talk about meditation. (laughs) Um, A lot of people have a hard time wrapping their head around meditation and and it could be for lots of reasons right so does meditation look like it's some type of religious thing and that's something that somebody's opposed to or they think that it's you know uh, my people in my past growing up in a very strict southern baptist nothing against southern baptist don't at me (laughs) Um, but just growing up in that time when yoga was first starting to be very popular, that, that Eastern philosophy kind of scared a lot of people. And, um, so I think there's a lot of things about meditation that people don't understand. And, you know, you can use meditation like prayer, or you can use meditation Mm -hmm. just to clear your mind. And I think that it's really important to take that time You know, whether it be meditating and doing breathing exercises or meditating and doing affirmations, meditating and, you know, talking to whoever your, you know, spiritual being is, um, you take that time to, you know, talk, to have a moment to say things to your relatives that have passed or, you know, whatever. I just think that it's whatever you create for it in that space, but it's finding time to be quiet and, to be okay with being still
1: and that's hard for a lot of us including myself i struggle with meditation a lot <laughs> yeah i'm definitely not a meditator um i definitely spend time in prayer and i spend my quiet time like in bible study and doing some of those things um but i think sometimes like you were saying, I think when people, I think we use the word meditation to mean a lot of different things. And I think you kind of hit the the nail on the head when you said, like, it really is just finding that that time to be quiet, like being able to quiet your mind, being able to turn it off, being able to, I, you know, for me, it was, um, if I can, of course, I have a hard time beating Spencer up this time of year in Japan, because the sun gets up at 4.30. Mm-hmm. And so um, before, through the winter time and stuff, when he wasn't rising with the sun. Um, <laughs> I would get up in the mornings and my favorite thing to do would be to go sit out on the back patio and just either read, uh, either do some study or just kind of just sit and be present in that moment and be, you know, spend some time and thinking about uh, what I was thankful for, you know, and, and all of that stuff and, and being able to kind of express my gratitude in a way that was just very personal. And I think that that is sometimes, I didn't really ever grow up hearing, like with the yoga and the meditation and all the kind of like sort of religious, I feel like I'm seeing so much of it, more of it now than I ever did. So like when people say it, I'm like, I was so, I was like so clueless, I guess, because I'm like, I take yoga classes. I was like, let me just tell you, I am not relaxed in yoga. (laughs) Like I, like yoga does not relax me because usually I'm having to focus really hard on not falling over or trying to not focus on how uncomfortable something is or whatever the situation, but until you do whatever the pose is where you just lay on the mat at the end, like, that is my moment that I am able to like relax and be like, you did it and you survived. And good job. But before that, like, I really have to focus on what I'm, on what I'm doing. And I've, and I was always breathing in whenever the instructor's telling you to breathe out. Like, and so it took me a long time to learn to just be in the class and like not be focused on what my, what my breath was doing compared to whatever I was just like, okay, you have to let go of the whole breath thing and just breathe so you don't pass out. And get in a good workout. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And you know, that's the thing is it's like, so part of meditation can just be breathing. Part of meditation can be tapping into like finding a, a quiet place and, and giving yourself an opportunity to hear actually what's going on inside of your head without the interruption of what's going on around you. But it's also, you know, tuning into your senses and taking that time in that quiet space to, you know, feel the temperature of the air, to hear the things around you that, that aren't your children screaming or the TV or whatever. Right. So, you know, like you said, one of my favorite times to just kind of have that quiet time was my morning coffee because nobody, Mm -hmm. I was the early riser (laughs) nobody was up as early as me. So I would get up and have my coffee and that would give me time to just kind of sit and, and really regroup. So um, it doesn't have to be complicated and you don't even, there are so many apps now. There's things on Spotify. Um, There are podcasts and stuff that offer meditation. Um, There's just so many opportunities for that. You really can find the time for, you know, find something that works for you.
1: Uh, yeah, and you can make it whatever you want it to be, you know. It's just yeah. tapping into yourself. You know, it does I'm like, I feel like it doesn't need to be defined in any way.
0: No, it it really just is taking an opportunity to find stillness. Um, so you know, talking about like finding finding peace and quiet and getting away from this stimulation of like how our lives are right now, um, in such a media heavy environment. Um, get outside and take a walk. All right. So this is the number three thing on here was to take a walk. It's really important to, to be outside in the sunlight. Yes. You need to be mindful of your skin. Yes. You should wear some sunscreen, but it is really important for so many things to get outside in the sunlight, but go outside and take a walk. Um, you know, I have Casey, you and I both have talked so much about how important it is to take to, to walk, whether it be after dinner or to get your steps in or those types of things, how it regulates your blood sugar and helps you digest your food. It helps you, you know, regulate your metabolism a little bit by, you know, keeping your body active and moving, but it really just is great to walk away from all of the things that are in your normal life. Like One of my favorite things to do, especially when my kids got, well, when my kids got old enough to leave them in the home house alone was just to go for a walk with Jason. When we knew that we could have an adult conversation without the kids being there and without them distracting and asking for something or whatever, you know, or it could have been me taking a walk and listening to an audio book while the kids were playing volleyball or going for a jog or something like that. So, but just this idea of un, like getting away from what you're doing and taking a walk.
1: Yeah. Walking's a big one. I really enjoyed this. I will say, so when I first moved to Japan, I lived off base and that is something just, just like the last couple of weeks that I've been talking to a friend about. It's probably the one thing I missed because we moved, we moved on base. We live on base now. And The benefits of living on base far outweigh um, all the little things that I miss about off off base, for sure. But we lived uh, pretty close to the water, where you could actually get to the water. Like the base here sits on the water, but it's there's a seawall, like you can't get to it. Um, And so I really, and I walked so much more when I when I was like when I knew that I could get down by the water. The water and the waves were something that's very very soothing to me, and so. That walk to me wasn't really about exercise. Sometimes the walk was exercise. Sometimes it was my cardio, but there were other times where it was like, the goal of that walk was just to get down to the water, sit on the rocks and be able to just sit and be in that space and be in that quiet and just close my eyes and be present in nature. Because it is when you've got kids, like you spend your entire life overstimulated, whether you realize it or not, but you really are all the time. And so I, you know, realizing that like over this last week and starting to prioritize that movement again for me, because we're trying to finish up the school year and I'm trying to get things ready for the next year and been doing all this stuff around the house. And I've really not prioritized this for myself. And I can, I can feel it. I get, it impacts the way that I am able to handle myself emotionally. How I'm able to interact with my kids, and so definitely take those moments. Um, and again, it doesn't have to be. There's all these benefits, right? There's all these health benefits to taking a walk, but that doesn't have to be the reason that you're walking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you can just walk to to kind of disconnect a little bit and right. find that space for yourself.
0: Yes, and you know that's so that let's, let's take that into the next thing then. So one of the other things that I put on here, because this falls right in line with what you and I do, Casey is, um, exercise. And I actually wrote, uh, my, my senior thesis for my undergraduate degree as a psychology student was about how exercise could help relieve anxiety. And I think that that's here. I actually went I need to find that and go back and read it now. Probably, <laughs> I'm not sure I'd be impressed with my writing skills. Um, but you know, it, it really is important to that, that people understand that exercise is not just about losing weight. It's not just about gaining muscle or, you know, getting faster or any of those things, which, you know, as a lot of people do think about it like that, that they they need that um that outlet or that you know almost like a project, like something to do, right? And and I'm I am so guilty of that. Like I love an end result. Um but one of the things that you know you have to remember is that some of some of this stress relief is some of this, one of the main benefits that you're getting from exercise is that dopamine and you're getting that stress relief and you're exerting energy that, you know, you might not otherwise get, and you're getting away from everybody. I like running, running was great for a long time because, you know, you just put your little back when I started running. You just put the little thing on your shoe, and it would match up to your watch, and (laughs) that was the that was the closest thing we had. Now you, so you were unplugged, right? Nobody was calling me when I was on my run unless I took my Mm -hmm. phone, my big phone, in my running pouch or whatever. So you really could just kind of get away from everything, and nobody could call you, right? No emails, no messages, nothing. And then after smartphones started to be a little bit more popular, I was like, okay, swimming, swimming. That's what I'm doing now. I'm swimming. Can't find me (laughs) in the water. (laughs) But, you know, it really just is, it is really great to be able to, you
1: know, just basically blow off some steam. You know, it's funny that you say that because, you know, I was just sitting here and I'm having this thought of, you know, we make our kids go outside right? When our kids are crazy and <laughs> yep. we can tell like they're super not emotionally regulated. It's like, go outside, go do something to burn off that energy. That never stops being a need, regardless of how old we get. I, I mean, right, you know what I'm saying? But like where we are at, it's like, that is still a need. If you are inside and you're just in the mess and you're in the constant caring, that caregiver stage and that that mothering stage and that taking mm-hmm. care of everybody else, that is not like, that is not a good type of stress. Most of the time, you know, and yes, exercise puts stress on the body, but it's, it's kind of a good stress. And so it really is. We really need to listen to the things that we're saying to our children when we're telling them like, get outside, go move your body, go burn off some energy. We are no different. And maybe you can sit, maybe you can think back and be like, yeah, like, I mean, I know that I can pinpoint times where I'm like super like quick to react and super short tempered. And it's generally when it's like, I've been just in the house doing house stuff, not getting a lot of movement, not really doing It's These are not things that I'm doing for myself. They're things I have to do. And then something happens, you know, and it's like, I'm biting a kid's head off, you know, um, because I'm not giving myself the opportunity to say, I'm not taking myself outside. Like I'm kicking my kids outside right. to go get sunshine and exercise and get some fresh air in your lungs. But I'm not doing that for myself. And so I think that's part of it is realizing we that need doesn't change just because we come, become a parent. That right. need doesn't change doesn't change just because we're now in our 40s. And we don't think we have to do the same things that we did in our 20s. There are some things that don't change. And this is one of those things.
0: Right. And you know, one of the things that we don't think about is it's like, oh, I'm so tired from dealing with the kids all day, or I'm so tired from being at work, or I'm so tired. I'm so tired. A lot of times that is mental fatigue and sometimes Mm -hmm. doing something physical with your body that doesn't require this big output from your mental capacity is part of the trick. Like that is part of what we're doing is just getting outside of our head, getting outside of everybody like needing and everything, you know, that kind of stuff. And just being able to do something that we don't really have to think about that is just physical exertion. And, you know, it could look different ways for different people. Some people, it could look like a dance class. Other people, it could look like going for a run. Somebody, it could look like going and chopping wood in the backyard or, you know, Playing basketball by yourself or I mean anything, but really, you know, there just is such a benefit to being able to turn off your work brain and your mom brain and your dad brain and be able to just move your body. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about the last one. This was number five on my list. Again, I had a whole bunch of ones on here. So you guys don't, you know, this is not the end all be all. Um And then we can put some of these other ones in the show notes for you guys. But the other thing is having a healthy diet. And, you know, I want to say that there are so many different ways of eating right now and so many different ways of, you know, with ketogenic diets and Whole30 and this and that and everything else. You don't think the biggest thing about a healthy diet, one is understanding that you're fueling your body properly. So you're putting in, enough calories to be able to fuel your body so that you feel better. This is just taking care of yourself, right? So the same way that we would care for our car by changing the oil, putting in good gasoline, those types of things, which like we still want to take care of our bodies that same way, but also like centered around how we prepare our food and how we, you know, just something as simple as finding a farmer's market to buy produce from and eating fresh fruits and vegetables and those types of things really make a huge difference when it comes to how you just having that extra self-care and that, that stress relief, right. Just enjoying the process of that.
1: Yeah. And I think it's really important when we talk about food is it should be something that we enjoy. You know, I think it's important. Sometimes we get wrapped up in, what healthy looks like, because we think it has to look like everything that we see on Instagram. And, you know, we've talked about this a lot, like what is healthy for one isn't necessarily healthy for others. And let me just tell you, if it's not something that is sustainable for you, don't, I would, I would almost be like, don't, don't even waste your time because what happens is when we, when we take on something, because we're looking for a very specific result And we've tied our, our joy or our happiness or whatever it is, our value, our worth to gaining this result, but we don't think past. Okay. So it's like, maybe you hit that goal, but what's next. Okay. Maybe you've done that by following this really regimented, healthy diet plan, but what's next, right? You're not going to stay in some of these some of these diets that are out there, like these are not sustainable things and they're not meant to be. And so it's, it's finding that, that balance of just in that healthy relationship of food is fuel. Okay. We don't reward ourselves and we don't punish ourselves with food. Okay. So if you're doing that, that's the first thing we want to, we want to talk about. And that's a whole nother episode. Um, and And then, just listening to your body, like how does your how's your body react responding to the foods that you're eating? And when we are not fueling properly because maybe it's an unhealthy relationship with food, maybe we have this goal of weight loss. And we are creating a deficit. we're trying to create that deficit to hit weight loss goals you know, whatever, whenever it is, it's, it's important that we understand that healthy also has to be also means sustainable. And because you can, you can eat all healthy, whatever, like, I mean, I see these little things about, right, where it's like, Monday was a salad, Tuesday was a salad, Wednesday was what, you know, fish, Thursday was whatever, Friday was pizza, Saturday was cupcakes, you know, then it's like we just start all over. And that's what happens a lot of times because we try to, we think healthy means restrictive um, and this really strict diet. And that's not, that's not what it is. Food is fuel. So, right. Finding something that works for you, finding something that is sustainable for you. Yes, you want whole foods and vegetables and fresh fruits and vegetables, you know, the less you have to read a label the better um although we can do a whole other thing on on quality of meats and all of that stuff but you know you guys kind of get the point at this at this stage of of the game but it is really important that we understand that um we are we are feeding our bodies so that our bodies can sustain the activity and um the things that we want to be able to do regardless of whatever that is and it's not it's not a one size fits all.
0: Right. And you know, the other important thing to remember here, and you kind of touched on this with the unsustainable diets is that, all right. So right now I'm in a fat loss phase, right? So I had a huge transition. I had about six months of probably not really making um, myself a priority and moving and all that stuff. And so um, I, for the time in probably over a year am in a real legit fat loss phase that I have had, um, the capacity to be able to stick to. And, but the thing is, is that, you know, yes, you will go through, yes, we go through phases where, you know, maybe something was going on and you put on a few pounds and it's time to cut it back and that's fine. But having a healthy diet does not mean being on what we think of as being on a diet, Having your diet is what you eat, regardless of whether you're eating in a surplus or maintenance or in a deficit. So it doesn't really, you know, we get on this whole like, oh, I'm going on a diet. Well, you don't really need to be on a diet. You just need to be fueling your body, like you said, but fueling your body with things that make you feel good. And Mm -hmm. I will say until the dang cows come home, that if you put garbage in, you were going to feel like garbage. So, you know, that is just part of, you know, making that a priority. And that was one of the things, you know, that Jason and I both were really, really adamant about was that regardless of where we were in our lives, that, having good quality food that we feed our family was a priority. And so, you know, were we eating steak and, and, um, you know, all that stuff all the time? No, not at one point or another, or, you know, were we always able to, you know, eat really expensive things or buy everything organic or whatever? No, but did we make a point to make sure that, you know, we were eating a balanced meal that the kids were getting, good, healthy fruits and vegetables. And and so were we. And so Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times, you know, we don't think of how that relates back to stress and how, you know, having not having a healthy, regular everyday diet, long term can lead to stress, or how stress can lead you to having a poor diet. And, you know, that's, just one of the, you know, one of the ways that we can make ourselves more of a priority is
1: just prioritizing how we feel. Yeah. I mean, and I would even just take the word diet out, like replace it, healthy nutrition, healthy fuel, like
0: mm-hmm. whatever
1: it is, like diet is, it is just what you eat. You know, I get, I have, I've gone through a period of time where people are like, what's your diet look like? And I'm like, well, I don't diet. I eat food. <laughs> You know, and what I eat is actually completely irrelevant to what anybody else can eat, you know, right. because what my body's going to be able to do with it is not the same as what somebody else's body is going to do. So find what works, find what works for you, find what, find what is sustainable and manageable, you know? And I mean, honestly, like you said, in this day and age, what's affordable, because let's be honest, like the price of food is outrageous. And so yeah. it's important that you're not putting that added stress on yourself because you can't afford to go buy everything organic. There's ways that you can clean and wash and do that kind of stuff to help, to help that process. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not a diet, it's just food.
0: Yeah, it is. So,
1: <laughs> and you need to eat it.
0: <laughs> I think You need to eat it. <laughs> Don't make it complicated people. Yeah. Um, all right. So on that note, we're going to wrap this up. Um, like I said, we're going to put some other, uh, some other things that we had in here, just like deep breathing, which kind of went along with our meditation, listening to music, doing some yoga, um, making sure that you're prioritizing sleep, which you guys know that I am a fan, <laughs> um, watching your caffeine intake, caring for a pet, petting a pet. Oh my gosh. You guys, it's like, it's like a dog, doggy tocin. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, eliminating some of your stressors, doing something philanthropic, helping others, um, and then talking to somebody. So these are all ways that you can manage stress and just finding some way to put those things into your everyday life. If you guys have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. You can comment on our Instagram page that or either one of our emails, we'll put all the information in the show notes. All right. Casey, did you have anything else?
1: I think we covered it all.
0: I think we did. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but We will see you guys back on the next episode. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Check the show notes for details. And as always, you can connect with us on
1: Instagram at self-care project podcast. If you're interested in joining us or there's something you want to hear about, please send us a DM. You can find me at kcstevens.com or on Instagram at Wellness. You can find me at stacygartner.com or on
0: Instagram at Stacy Gartner. Everything else is linked in the show notes. Take care and stay healthy, you guys.